Yes, ma'am, I read you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am, this is... Yes, ma'am, this is... This is the present. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode number seven of This is the President. My name is Scott Colonico. I'd like to welcome everyone back to the podcast here. Looks like we're picking up a few uh, listeners. So there are some of you out there actually tuning in. So thanks a lot. Um, We're going to just keep going. We've got plenty of presidential phone calls to go through and a lot of time to do it in. This episode is going to be, well, I'm kind of going for the low-hanging fruit on this one. Uh, I'm actually working on something for... Um, publication about Mr. Trump, so hopefully that video will be making the round, so I've been kind of a little busy doing that. In the meantime, I wanted to keep the podcast going here, so decided to go with something easy, and if there's one presidential phone call that everyone's heard, it's one where LBJ orders pants. I'm going to put it in a little historical context that makes it even a little more interesting, and while doing some research on this, I actually found out a couple things that I didn't know about. The heck our family in Dallas and what have you. So we'll get to that um, because that phone call is pretty short. I wanted to plug another one in here and this is another favorite of mine. Those are the phone calls between Governor John Connolly and Johnson who actually had a long history going back together. They served in World War II together. These guys had known each other for a while by this point. So I thought this this phone call was just kind of uh, interesting. So I'll throw that in there. Two phone calls for the price of one, because both of these phone calls were made from the LBJ Ranch down there in Johnson City, Texas. I'm going to go ahead and cue up the country music. You knew it was coming. So there we go, country music. So as I did last time, I'll try to keep doing this. I found a newspaper in the great Google newspaper archives. I don't think Google's doing the newspaper archive anymore, but it's a great resource out there. where They were going to scan in a bunch of newspapers from around the world, and they did a pretty good job of getting a lot of them done. It's a great archive. It's a great record. If you need some re- do some research on some newspapers, uh, there you go. So I've pulled a few interesting tidbits from the St. Petersburg Times down there in Florida. Both of our phone calls today are from 1964, so I pulled a November November 7th, 1964 version of the St. Petersburg Times just to see what was going on in the world. Front page headlines, Ford murders struck in a six-state walkout, and also President de Gaulle of France stand on NATO force lashed by U.S., um, the best part about that is the sub-headline, which says, French told to put up or shut up. There you go. Take that to go. Something that was kind of buried in the middle of the paper, which was interesting, was that uh, Mariner 3 was on the way to Mars and couldn't shed its shroud. So it couldn't, its battery was dying, couldn't get any power from the sun. So scientists were worried about that. But it looks like they had another Mariner ready to go. So they were going to launch that. Prices. We've got uh, donuts down there in St. Petersburg are 19 cents a dozen. All meat wieners. Get yourself a pound of all meat wieners for 43 cents a pound. Uh, this is my favorite one. This is for the true art connoisseur bargain hunter down there. And Webb's Furniture City. 
You can get a 28 by 40 inch framed original oil painting by, and it says this in the ad, famous European artists for only $57. So if you're looking to decorate your place, 1964, with some famous oil paintings by a famous European artist, that's the place to do it. Our first phone call takes place on November 8th, 1964, and as I said, it's between old buddies, President Johnson and Governor John Connolly of Texas. Connolly was wounded in the JFK assassination just about a year before this. Uh, he's the one that got hit in the front of the limo. Just a trivia side note there. And what's going on here is that President Johnson is reading Connolly a story out of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram about a time when Connolly was showing Johnson around his ranch, Connolly's ranch that is, down in Floresville in South Texas, south of San Antonio. The phone call is pretty clear, it's easy to hear what's going on, and there's not a whole lot of setup that you need here. The whole story kind of tells itself. Everyone is pretty easily identifiable. Uh, Nellie that they refer to in the phone call is Nellie Connolly, John's wife, and Lady Bird, of course, is President Johnson's wife. So I'll go ahead and let these guys take it away. Yes, sir. I see where you endangered my life. Did I really? I didn't know it, but uh, that paper's got a big headline in it. What does it say? I didn't see it. Well, uh, you mean you don't read the papers? Not often. I'll be damned. Not even about yourself? <laughs> no, particularly about myself. Well, it's got a... It's got a... Nellie ought to sum for the picture of her. Got a picture of you at the wheel. Fellow over there sitting by you. Four columns, front page. Floresville, Texas, November 7th, AP. Says, President not hurt in near car accident. Now, when did that happen? I don't know. Did you nearly have a car accident? No. I never heard of it. We didn't even come close. President Johnson was endangered Saturday when a convertible in which he was riding was forced into a narrow shoulder of a farm road to avoid a collision. Now, somebody's pipe dreaming. I can't, uh, I never, uh, I didn't, I didn't have any drink, so I just can't understand why I didn't know about this. We never got on the shoulder. We never even came close. The incident occurred as Governor Connolly drove Johnson around his Floresville ranch. A Texas highway patrolman speeded up a hill to pass the motorcade, met an oncoming car, had to cut sharply in front of the president's car. Connolly slowed and moved on to the shoulder of the road. The patrolman made it safely around him. Johnson was riding in the front seat beside the car. The incident did not interrupt the tour. Connolly continued to point out sights on each side of the road. <laughs> now, I'm afraid to go to church. Every time I go, they say I'm driving 100 miles an hour. And I did get up to about 70 watching it one time, and maybe 80. But uh, I was very cautious and careful of the people I was with. And I did have a half a uh, 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 paper cup full of beer. Yeah, paper cup full of beer. Let's hear that one more time. And I did have a half a uh, 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 paper cup full of beer. 
So I did a little digging, and what the president is referring to is he had a press party at his ranch earlier, like around March sometime. Remember, this is November, and apparently things might have gotten a little crazy at the end of the at the end of the night. Most of the press wound up going back to Austin, but some hung around the ranch, and that's when he took him out in a car, driving around. They said that he was going kind of fast, drinking a beer around the ranch. You know, kind of a typical Texas thing to do. So I didn't see this until I was checking some facts, but uh, at, the, at the LBJ library, they have the Presidential Daily Diary. You can go see it. It's got a list of everybody he's talked to on the phone, what he's doing all day. Sometimes they're a little, they're a little too detailed. But anyway, on this diary, on the diary date for here, for November 8th, 1964, there's actually a line in the diary where it says... He was very careful to stay within the 70 mile an hour speed limit and to obey all laws. So there you go. So that was in print. Carry on, Mr. President. But they got up to 100 miles speeding and cans of beer being thrown out and stuff, which never happened. Now, this is a near accident. My life was almost just barely, I just barely say it here, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, four, it's four columns. So. I appreciate, I'm sure you appreciate me saying you from that wreck. <laughs> Well, that's the damnedest thing I ever heard of. The, the, what happened, uh, the patrol car was just moseying along, and I passed him. And, uh, but no, no oncoming car, no nothing. Uh, I didn't know whether he was supposed to precede us or not. Then apparently the Secret Service or somebody told him to lead us, to get ahead of us, to get up to the intersection, or else he thought of it or something. Anyway... Anyway, he passed us. And, uh, but hell, that's all it was to We didn't go out on his shoulder, this pure, pure poppy cock. I never heard of it. I never heard of it at all. Why, uh, it's, it's in all the papers. That's the damnedest thing I've heard of. <laughs> and tell her that she ought to sum, because she's the backseat, and she's yeah, got... Yeah, I'll tell Liam, because I'll tell her it's all her fault. She's it, it, it's before we start talking about it. I said Ms. Johnson wasn't present. She didn't come yet. I don't know, Mr. Johnson wasn't even there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was out with another woman. Mm. There's one in the back seat. It's just a question whether she's yours or mine. <laughs> President Connolly's round the governor's South Texas ranch near Floresville. Seated in the back seat is Mrs. Connolly. So it looks like she's got things well and under supervision. <laughs> is there a picture? Yeah, well, yes. And what paper? And, well, this is, and get many of them, but this is the Star-Telegram front page. President not hurt in your car accident, and it's right below the brake, and it's four columns. And uh, it's, uh, I, I could almost make out you and me, not quite. Um, you driving, and Nelly got on a cap or hat or something. Looks like a cap. You had on a hat. And Lady Bird's looking right behind behind us, but it just says Miss Conley. She's not Miss Conley and friend, huh? Miss Conley and friend. friend. Tell, tell Nellie, Nellie's got two men. <laughs> well, goodbye. I just wanted to see if you knew about it. No, I didn't know about it. Well, and I appreciate you calling. We sure enjoyed the visit. You tell them, you tell them that we'll probably see you. Okay, thank you, Mr. Conley, Mr. Johnson there. And now, uh, and of course, all to you out there, thank you again for your patience, thank you for subscribing, and without further ado, let's get to the meat of this podcast. 
This is the infamous LBJ Orders Pants. Uh, the date on this is August the 9th, 1964. Uh, time is 1.17 p.m. and Johnson is calling from the LBJ Ranch down there in Johnson City, Texas. Conversation number for those of the nerds out there is WH6408-16. Okay, the first the first interesting thing about this phone call is that I didn't know that the Hagar that LBJ is speaking to it's, uh, it's Joe Hagar Jr. who LBJ is on the phone to, his dad Joe Hagar Sr. was actually a Lebanese immigrant. He started the Hagar pants business in a one-room store back in Dallas in 1926. And here's the here's the other thing I, I did find out today. Apparently, Joe Hagar Sr. is the person who coined the term slacks. And it turns out that his son, Joe Hagar Jr., just passed away not too long ago in January of 2013. He died at the age of 87, so his place in history is secured in a couple of different in a couple of different areas, in pants and phone calls about pants. Here's the other interesting thing about this phone call. Historically, the day before, Johnson signs the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution, which basically gives him a free hand to do what he wants in Vietnam, leads to the widening of that war that would go on for the next 10 years. The Gulf of Tonkin incident happened on August 2nd, 1964, with the US USS Maddox, where they thought they were being fired on by Vietnamese patrol boats, which turns out that might not have been the case. They found out, of course, in 2005 that was revealed when some documents were declassified. It was felt that Johnson and others in the government used the incident as reasoning to widen the war, and that's why they pushed through the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution. You've got that going into this phone call about pants. If you haven't heard the phone call, your ears will never be the same again. I'll try to keep the interruptions to a minimum, but let's go ahead and get going here. If we can go all the way back, August 9th, 1964, 1.17 p.m., President Johnson, take it away. Hello? Hello? Uh, Mr. Hager? Yes, this is Joe Hager. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, is your father the one that uh, makes uh, clothes? Yes, sir. We're all together. You all made me some real lightweight slacks. Uh, uh, he just made up on his own, sent to me three or four months ago. It's a kind of a light brown and a light green, rather soft green and soft brown. Yes, now, I need about six pairs for summer wear. Yes, sir. I need about six pairs to wear around in the evening when I come in from work. Yes, and I can send you a pair. I want them a half an inch larger in the waist than they were before. Except I want two or three inches of stuff left back in there so I can take them up. I vary 10 to 15 pounds a month. So uh, leave me at least two and a half, three inches in the back where I can let them out or take them up. And put it, make these a half inch bigger in the waist. Make the pockets at least an inch longer. Money, uh, My money and my knife and everything fall out. Wait just a minute. Okay, just a quick note here in the middle before we move on. It's interesting that he talks about his weight gain there. Uh, President Johnson was very concerned about his weight. Uh, there's another phone call we'll get to at some point. Actually, it's not a phone call. He had the, the tape machine was still running, and he, I don't think he realized it was running while he was talking to his secretary 
over the intercom and he's basically talking about how fat he is and how he needs to go on a diet and he's always hungry so that's that's a pretty good one we'll get to that one but i think it's just the, the image here so far is pretty funny of the president walking around with a knife in his pocket just in case in case the president needs a knife or something this is the most infamous part of the phone call coming up here not only do we get to hear the president say crotch nuts and bunghole he's gonna belch right in the middle yes that's a belch that you're hearing there okay lbj take it away now another thing the crotch down where your nuts hang is always a little too tight so when you make them up give me a inch that i can let out there uh because they cut me it's just like riding a, a wire fence. These are almost these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. But uh, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. So leave me. Uh, you never do have much margin there. Let's see if you can't leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper ends uh, around uh, under my back to my bunghole. So I can let it out there if I need to. Now, be sure you got the best zippers in them. These are good that I have. And uh, if you get those to me, I would sure be grateful. Uh, where would you like to please? White House. Uh. Well, folks, there you have it. Probably one of the most infamous presidential phone calls in history. LBJ ordering pants and a little bit of LBJ getting drunk and driving around his ranch. Thanks a lot for listening to This is the President. I'll try to be a little bit quicker at the turnaround with the next podcast, and I'll try to do some digging and see if we can find something a little more off the beaten trail. Um, let me know if you've got a president that you want to hear. We can go all the way back from FDR all the way all the way through, of course, President Nixon. There's some other tapes out there. I'll be getting those. Those actually, you have to go to the archive, President like the Carter archives, Reagan archives. You have to go and order those kind of things. So I will definitely I'll, I'll get to those at some point. You can follow me on the Twitters at Scott Colonico at S-C-O-T-T-C-A-L-O-N-I-C-O. The website is www.scottclonico.com. And thanks again for listening to This is the President. We'll see you next time.